Episode 92, Building Cultures of Defiance. You're listening to The Game Changers with Jason Jennings. Leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention. Now, here's worldwide best-selling author and speaker, Jason Jennings, and your host, Dale Dixon. Welcome to the podcast dedicated to leading highly principled people to their full potential. The Game Changers with Jason Jennings, New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and USA Today bestselling author of eight books on leadership, growth, innovation, speed, reinvention. Jason, great to be with you today. Dale, great to be back with you. We're going to give the uh, listeners just a heads up. You're in Michigan, and right now there are a number of storms moving through. So, number one, you might hear a bit of thunder in the background, and uh, that is probably going to cause the internet connection to slow down just a little bit. So, if you hear that and digital artifacting in Jason's voice, that's the reason why. But we're going to work through it because we have an amazing concept. And uh, it, when we talk about culture, Jason, I just love it. So this is really the heart of it. And you were in Sri Lanka recently and had an eye-opening experience around this idea of culture and defiance. Tell us the story. Uh, I, I, I did. Uh, I was in Sri Lanka with Mass Holdings. They are truly an exceptional company uh, founded by three brothers back in 1987 with a few sewing machines. Uh, today, they're a multi-billion dollar company. They do business in 57 locations around the world. They employ almost 80,000 people. They produce and design and ship more than 100 million garments a year, almost to the point of being completely error-free. They lead the way in women's rights, women's advocacy, uh, building lead certified factories around the world. It's an incredible company. And so uh, I was brought in to do a, a keynote speech on leadership and then do a, a, another follow-up breakout session with the top leadership. And I had an opportunity over the two days to uh, sit in the back of the room and listen to some of their leadership talk. And uh, one, of their, one of their top leaders got up, and, he, and during his speech, he said, what we have here is a culture of defiance, and everything we have done, we have always done out of defiance. Well, obviously, it made an effect on me because I, I, I jotted down the word defiant, and I found myself thinking about it a lot. And I suddenly came to the realization uh, a few weeks later, after having thought about it a considerable amount of time, that all of the great companies I've written about in all of my books actually have cultures of defiance. And let me begin with a story. One of the things I, I do in many of my speeches, and uh, because I give so much away on these podcasts, I'll, I'll not be able to use it in some of my speeches, but very often in speeches, uh, I'll step off the stage and I'll, I'll go to the front row and I'll, I'll look at a man and I'll say, would you consider yourself a reasonable person? And they always respond, well, of course. And I go to the woman sitting next to him and I say, would you consider yourself a reasonable woman? Well, of course I'm a reasonable woman. And I go down the line and ask everybody if they are reasonable people. And then I share with them something that George Bernard Shaw observed over the years. He said 
Nothing happens from reasonable people. For any changes or improvement in art, in medicine, in industry, in business, in theater, you always have to look to the unreasonable man or woman because the reasonable person will go along with whatever they find. But the unreasonable person will force the world to conform to their view of what the world ought to be. And so th this word defiance kept replying in my mind. And so I actually went in and I looked up. I mean, I use the word defiant and defiance in my vocabulary regularly. Uh, but I wanted to go in and I wanted to look at the dictionary definition of defiance. And when I did, here's what I saw. And it doesn't sound very good on, on, on surface. Open resistance. Bold disobedience. Fierce opposition. Noncompliance. Contempt scorn, disregard. And so I was trying to balance this man at this company saying, we have a culture of defiance. My observation that all the great companies I've written about have cultures of defiance. And I was trying to balance it with these rather negative words or words that could have a negative context of resistance, disobedience, opposition, noncompliance, contempt, scorn, and disregard. And after thinking about it, all of a sudden, all of the pieces fell together. Not only do, they, do great companies have cultures of defiance, they are filled with unreasonable people trying to force the world to see things their way as opposed to going along with the world the way it is. So I'll give you an example. Let's go back to that dictionary definition of the word defiance. Open resistance. Well, guess what? All great companies, all great cultures have open resistance to the way things have always been done. Bold disobedience. Well, great companies have a steadfast refusal to just simply follow conventional wisdom. Fierce opposition is part of defiance. Well, all of these companies that I've written about and studied, they have fierce opposition to waste and to old ways. Noncompliance. Well, that's disobedience, or I mean, I mean that is truly uh, having a culture of defiance. Well, all of these companies are non-compliant with anything that's really stupid or siloed or bureaucratic and does not add value to the business. Contempt? Well, I'll tell you what. Great cultures of defiance have total contempt for wannabes, posers, pretenders, and things and people that don't add value. Scorn? They have scorn for people who won't do the right thing all the time in acting in the best interest of the organization and its workforce and its customers. And disregard, they have callous disregard for advice from those who haven't done it, haven't been there, and haven't trailblazed something before. And so I started thinking of a couple of companies, uh, and, and one of them was the company that I was with in Sri Lanka, Mass Holdings. They have had this culture of defiance from day one. From day one, when they began with a few sewing machines and now are this huge multinational company, they said, we are committed to the development of women and to women's rights and to women's health and to education for their children. 
Well, that operates in open resistance, disobedience, opposition, noncompliance, and contempt for almost every other company in the garment business. And then another one came to mind this week. There was a great article in the Wall Street Journal in the Business and Tech section uh, written by Erica Phillips, who I really like some of Erica's work. And she was writing about the company uh, Patagonia. I mean, which is an incredible company, and, and most listeners would be familiar with Patagonia, uh, the apparel company. High-end, high-line, great stuff. And I want to read three paragraphs, um, uh, the first three paragraphs of the article, because it's, it's telling about this culture of defiance. It says, uh, Patagonia built an $800 million outdoor apparel empire selling heavy-duty jackets, backpacks, and long underwear at premium prices, winning a loyal customer base with vows to, now listen to this, build the best product, that's defiant, and cause no unnecessary harm, that's defiant. But as Patagonia's growth has taken off, the company is finding those two promises coming into conflict. In 2010, a German animal rights group, Four Paws, said it found evidence that farms supplying down feathers to Patagonia were force-feeding geese to fatten their livers for foie gras. In 2012, Patagonia discovered brokers were charging migrant workers thousands of dollars for job placements at the company's factories in Taiwan, a practice human rights groups say is a form of slavery. And last summer, People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals posted a video online depicting abuse of sheep at South American ranches that sold wool to Patagonia. Each revelation has caught the company, which promotes itself as the one writing the rules, that's defiant, not breaking them, off guard. In response, what have they done? They become more defiant. Patagonia set even new standards and higher standards. In Taiwan, it worked with suppliers to repay workers. And in other cases, it absolutely cut ties with suppliers and rebuilt supply chains from scratch, even as it pursued global expansion and launched new product lines. And what's happened to Patagonia? Their profit has tripled since 2008. And they continue to maintain this defiant reputation for transparency and socially responsible behavior with its customers. So I, I think those are just two great examples of companies have building cultures of defiance and being resistant to the way things have always been done, the steadfast refusal to follow conventional wisdom, opposition to waste in old ways, noncompliance with bureaucracy and silos and anything that's really stupid, contempt for wannabes, posers, and pretenders, scorn for people who are not committed to doing the right thing in transparency all the time and disregard for taking advice from those who haven't done it. So this week, I pose the following question to everybody listening. Take a look at your culture. Is your culture primarily composed of reasonable people doing reasonable things and going along in a reasonable way? Or is your culture filled with unreasonable people forcing the world to conform to a new vision, a new view of looking at things? And when you're filled with unreasonable people, what you end up with is you just dig your heels in. And like this leader at Mass Holding says, what we have here and what we've always had here is a culture of defiance. Hmm. So this reminds me of a story that I just heard a couple days ago from a, a high-level executive. The uh, CEO of the company basically walked into his department when he wasn't there and said, heads are going to roll if we don't get this project done. 
And the project that the CEO was demanding to have done was not well thought out. And so Mm -hmm. the executive came back in. His team said, you know what? The CEO was here when you were gone, said heads are going to roll. And we're kind of scared because, number one, we can't do it in the time frame. Number two, we think we've got a better way to do it. And it's going to be less less expensive, more effective. And uh, but the employees were scared. They were being reasonable. <laughs> they didn't want to right. confront the CEO. So the executive did confront the CEO, and in the end, they had a great conversation and it opened the CEO's eyes to how his demeanor and how his uh, the words he chose and how he acted around those employees really. Uh, prevented them from doing all the things you said. And uh, I think it's a great opportunity for us to really check our actions as leaders in this area because we want to encourage, this has to go all the way through the organization. This can't just be at the very top. It starts at the top, but you've got to create a culture where it's acceptable throughout every single layer of the organization. And I'll tell you what, when I was in Sri Lanka with this most remarkable group of highly talented, highly educated worldwide travelers involved in markets around the world, every single person at this leadership conference wore their defiance and their commitment to doing the right thing at the right time all the time for every shareholder. I mean, they wore it like a badge. Uh, I mean, they they could have easily had badges. We are defiant and we are doing good. Hmm. Well, you have uh, definitely gave us a game-changing concept to implement immediately in our companies. Uh, Jason Jennings, Thank you so much. Uh, We're about out of time, but I want to remind folks that uh, Jason is the author who USA Today calls one of the three most in-demand business speakers in the world. To find out how you can arrange to have Jason keynote your next event or leadership conference and learn about his fees and availability, check out the website, jason-jennings.com. Click on that contact button and follow the instructions to get more information on that. Also, contact information will be in the show notes for this episode. Jason, any final words for us? Uh, Yeah. So going forward this week, I would ask everybody to uh, just try to be a little unreasonable and force the world around you to conform to your view of the way things ought to be. Fantastic. This is the podcast dedicated to leading highly principled people to their full potential. Make it a great week. You've been listening to The Game Changers, leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention with business thought leader, best-selling author, and keynote speaker, Jason Jennings. Read Jason's most recent New York Times bestseller, The Reinventors, and visit his website at jason-jennings.com.